Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Monday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, lots to get to. I think we can all agree on something, Sipple. What's I think, that? I think all Nebraska fans can agree on one thing. Oh, no. What's Thank that? God it's a bye week. You can't lose this weekend. There's no carnage this upcoming weekend on the football field. You know, all we asked for. Look at you. All we, yeah, I, I am donning a Tua Tungavaloa jersey because, thank God, also something else can save this football season right now, which is the Dolphins, which never happened. That's I like that story. jersey, by the way. Thank you. I didn't buy it. It does it was, not it, look bad. It was a gift. I said, I'm going to wear it today. Six touchdowns. That was, that was a compliment that. that it does not look bad. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's good. It actually is a, I like that jersey. I know. Is well, that authentic? Uh, that's what? not what they wear, is no, it? No. It's from the team's tour, though. Yeah, it's I didn't buy enough. it. It doesn't have big enough for shoulder pads. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't have shoulder pads on. It's just a normal jersey. I like it. Yeah, you can, see it. you can watch it on the video stream, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. You can call or text 402-464-5685. This show, again, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Nebraska cannot lose this upcoming weekend. Go back to the start of the season before, real quick before we get to Eric Shenander and the news of the day. We didn't ask for 8-4, and 9-3. and three. We asked for SIP. What do we? The, the word we asked for was normalcy, right? We asked for normalcy. Beat the teams you should, lose the teams you should, go six and six, seven and five. Maybe you have a miracle and go eight and four. But we asked for normalcy. We are through four games. Nothing normal. Your head coach has been fired. Your defensive coordinator has been fired. 
Nebraska is 1-3 with losses to Northwestern, who, by the way, lost to Southern Illinois on their home field on Saturday, an average FCS team, with losses to Georgia Southern, who, by the way, lost to UAB this weekend, and a blowout loss to a good Oklahoma team, but still a blowout loss. Nebraska 1-3, Scott Frost gone, and as of yesterday, officially, Eric Shenander, no longer Nebraska's defensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. Take a deep uh, breath. Yeah, I mean, Normalcy of, is the farthest thing from what we have had so far. Yeah, think about everything that's transpired since Ireland. I mean, what a what a tumultuous season. I mean, I keep using the word tumult. It's yeah. just, I mean, think about the tumult in the program since November. I mean, since since you know yeah. Frost fired four members, four members, four. four Four of the five offensive assistants, Tr- yeah. Tr- uh, Sean Becton, the only one that stayed. Everyone else was fired. He fired four guys last November. That was a shakeup. That was a big shakeup. Frost gets his contract reworked. You know, you go into the off season with all these new faces, and then think about, oh my God, Jake, think about, hey, hey, hey. Then think about the re- roster rework through the transfer portal. I mean, and then now, you understand, Jake. Mm-hmm. That with a new coaching staff, new coaching staff's going to come in. Yep. The Frost originals are all dead men walking. Oh, they know that. Yeah, they know clear. it. I mean, Shenander knew it. All right. Shenander knew he was dead man walking. As a, I mean, and all the Frost originals know that. Okay, they know it. They're not going to be back. Um. Now it's a it's a march. That's a that's a long march to the end of the season. Eight games left, my friend. Right. Eight games left. So there'll be another shakeup, and you know they'll. I. It wouldn't surprise me if Nebraska, maybe gets forty of their players back on the roster. I mean, so over half the roster gone. Yeah. You think it's just a disaster. Yeah, that's what you're looking at when you change now. Well, your recruiting class is going to be dead. Yeah, it's already. Yeah, it's already falling Imploding. apart as you as you expect. Sure, I when mean, you fire not... your head coach and defensive coordinator. But Chenander with Chenander, it's not good. I feel bad for him, and I'll and I'll and I want you to be euphoric about the Dolphins, and I will provide measured Thank balance you. in the wake of a man getting fired. All right, another man getting fired. Um, it's not a euphoric day. I mean, it, it is. It's it, I, I, it is for the Dolphins and you and Dolphins. We're not fans. talking Dolphins now. Okay, can, we'll save the Dolphins time. Okay. Okay. I'm just donning the attire because I'm yeah. happy. And uh, we're talking Nebraska. That's they, two. I didn't they know two of their time. I didn't know two was number one. Well, he was certainly number and he threw one. Six yesterday. touchdown he threw passes. Six, five of the second. Did he half. Apply, he outplayed Lamar Jackson, and Lamar played incredible. Yeah. He, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it was an amazing football game. So Mickey made the move, and it may. I mean, it makes sense, right? The defense is is has melted down. Yeah. Essentially, if to us, that's saying it nicely. Yeah, it's melted. Down. I mean, they 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 gave up less than six hundred yards. They could have given up seven hundred yards of offense. The the Oklahoma had their backups in late third quarter. Venables quit passing in the fourth quarter. Right, they just quit passing. Yeah, said we've had enough. Let's just get out of here. Venables could have named the score. He was very. I oh, mean, he could have. Always remember that about Brent Venables. He what he did, Nebraska, a favor. He did. It was forty-nine to seven entering the fourth quarter. It could have been more than that. Nebraska scores seven in the fourth, nothing for Oklahoma, and, and yeah, forty-nine fourteen looks, I guess, better 
in the box score, but we all know that could have been seventy to seven. And by the way, and all, and by the way, Bill Bush, Bill Bush named defensive coordinator. Yes. And this is a significant development because he's a special teams coordinator. Now he's not going to be the special teams coordinator going forward. I don't know how. I don't know exactly how that part's going to be managed. He they could go the analyst route. You know, he has a he has a fellow named Joey Connors who's his analyst who works directly under him. He could kind of run the show to a certain extent, I think. DJ Vokalek is on the staff. DJ Vokalek is Travis's dad, and he's got extensive coaching experience um, going back to, hell, hell, UNO days. He he once upon a time coached at Nebraska-Omaha. Um, he's on the staff. I don't know. You can you can just ha- you can have your whole staff kind of handle it, you know, which they already kind of do. But it's a little it's a little scary. Um, but Bill's going to take over the defense. Now, what has happened to the Nebraska defense? I mean, the long and short of it, Jake, is, is this is a recruiting issue. Oh yeah, this is a recruiting issue. It, it's recruiting and development, both, both. <laughs> right. It's both. Right. It's honestly, it is both things. Right. right. It's not just one or the other. It is a, a combination, which is even worse. It's, it's you got it wrong. In recruiting, and you got it wrong in development. They just don't have the guys. I mean, they just don't have them, and they don't. I mean, they—that's just a fact. Um, and in a lot of coaches that have played Nebraska, I'm guessing would tell you that. Like when they—they just—that's not—that's not what Nebraska used to be. As, as recently as the Pelini years, they—they they don't look like Pelini's teams did. No, no. Uh, Bo had several, many NFL players, yeah. right? And, and high-drafted NFL players yeah, and, at the early part right. of his tenure. So the, it's a, largely it's a recruiting issue, and you're right, development too. Um, what, what has happened since last year, though, when we thought, you know, they played pretty well last year. We've talked about it, Jake. They kept Nebraska – they put Nebraska, the defense put Nebraska in position to win all but a few. Now, it tailed off at the end. I mean, Wisconsin was ripping up and down the field yeah, on they, them. They did. That, that was a good football game, though. The offense did come True. to play that day. That was, the, that was the first game of the changes of, of assistant coaches in offense. You but, had four new assistants that Right. Day. But by and large, Nebraska played well enough on defense yeah. to, put, to, put Nebraska, to put Nebraska in position to win all but a, a few games. Now this season it's just been starting with Northwestern and Ireland. I keep saying it the conversation just got extreme, like really extreme. 528 yards to Northwestern, a mm. 16 play drive to North Dakota which which you know, that's not that's North Dakota. Uh Georgia Southern put 60 642 yards on you in Memorial Stadium, the most in Memorial Stadium history by a team and then loses to UAB. Yeah, um, yeah, they did. Right. And it wasn't a good offense against UAB. Right. And then Oklahoma comes in and could and could name its score. Um and they get five eighty and they run all over you. Yeah, I just the, the running game. Yeah, pause there. I, I think about the start of that game. Nebraska gets Oklahoma to punt. Nebraska goes down and scores. And then on a, the third and eight, was it third and eight that Dylan Gabriel went scampering? Third and seven. Third and seven. Okay. That play, if you watch the replay, which I'm sure you all have, that that was the saddest effort by this defense I think I've seen in a, a very long time. I mean, there was 
there were, I'm not going to name names, but there were several guys that were in position that just gave up on the play. Yeah. I mean, Dylan Gabriel is a capable runner, but not a running quarterback. Not a guy that you, you are scared of to run for 150 on you. He's a fine runner. He's not Lamar Jackson out there. No, and he, no. and he, he just, you know, they thought he stepped out of bounds. He didn't, and they just stopped playing on the play. They stopped playing. They stopped, and there was four guys that could have made a tackle. They just stopped. At that moment, I said, this game is going to be bad. Right. And Nebraska was tied at that point. They were up 7-0. That run happens. I say that this is going to be another defensive effort at struggle, and it was. 21-7, to 28-7. And then at halftime, it's, is it 35-7 to seven It's 35-7 at halftime, Oklahoma. Yeah. After, Could have been worse than that. After Eric Gray ran 16 yards for a TD that looked really easy. Basically untouched. Right. Oklahoma just started making it look easy, like Georgia Southern did. And... And you know that play you just talked about, that Dylan Gabriel 61-yard scramble? It just makes you wonder, and I don't have any evidence of this, but if Mickey Joseph watches that tape and just sees what you see, I mean, listen to what you said, that that was some of the worst effort you've seen. Now, why is that? Now, Chenander's not getting enough out of those guys. And then at the end of the game, Miles Farmer kind of takes a a veiled shot at at Chenander when he says, we've been tagging off for four years, not tackling in practice for four years. Yeah, he did say that post-game. Um, so you got issues. Um, now, now Bill Bush will come in and he'll make changes, but here's the, here's the news, Jake, here's the news. This doesn't happen very often that it's like this either. Now you can take me on, on this if you want, but I'll, I'll, I'm ready. They can't stop the run or the pass. And that's odd. Usually you can get one of them. Usually, if you're stopping the run, that if you're stopping run, that your pass statistics will be, they'll suffer a little bit if you're just gang, if you're just loading up to stop the run, or it could be you're load, you're really good against the pass, in part because you're not very good against the run, you know, or you're you're good against the run, so you're, what am I trying to say? You let's just let's just put it this way. Usually, you're good at one or the other, right? Well, at least at least respectable. At one or the other, and they're and they're not good at either right now. No, they're no, they're they're poor. I mean, Kate, your stats for the you know the quarterbacks for Oklahoma, the three of them. I guess there's one that was a the trick play, it was a touchdown. Braden Wills Willis touchdown, but Gabriel and Bevel, 19 for 30, 268, three touchdowns, no picks, rushing again. A team that wasn't running the ball very good. Sip, this is not a, a team that came in running the ball well for Oklahoma. 54 rushes for 312, four touchdowns, an average of 5.8 yards per carry. So where is Nebraska right now? They, in terms, <laughs> you're not gonna like this. Well, I, I prob- I'm not gonna be surprised by right. it, will I? Ne- Nebraska is 123rd nationally. They're giving up 5.7 yards per rush. 5.7. Well, that's back to the, that sounds like the Mike Riley last that's year, back, doesn't it? Yeah, it's back to Riley. Same numbers. exact thing, wasn't it? Yeah. No, no, it was a little lower. 5.65. Oh, wonderful. I think. <laughs> it was lower. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> Thank you. I was Riley trying to was give myself a, some good Riley was a little, yeah, Riley's was in the 5.556 five, five, range. Nebraska's given up 5.7 yards per carry. Not against a great, that's not a bunch of great teams they've played. No. Oklahoma's. Are you kidding me? No, no, wait. Now, people are going to say, well, simple. Oklahoma's ranked six. They are, but they're not, they weren't a great run team. Georgia Southern's a passing team. Right. They ran all over you. North Dakota, 
Right, it's North Ran Dakota. over you. Right. Northwestern, Northwestern's one has lost to Duke and Southern Illinois back-to-back games. Yeah, Fitzmagic's really getting it done. It's not. Um, the one hundred bad Nebraska is. Yeah, well, I, I know, I knew you were going to say that, but I'm, I'd like to hear your big, your big defense of Pat Fitzgerald right now. It's not, it's not it, going well. Here, but go, you know here what? comes the nine and three, right, no, Jake? No, it's not happening. I mean, it, no. it, right, it's every other year. It's right? not happening this year. Yeah, every Pat. other year. You want you stare off into space and tell me how it's, it's every not other happen, year. But it's, that's why it sucks even more than Nebraska lost that game. Yeah, well, you so, can Nebraska, you can Huskerize that conversation, but you are a big Fitz fan, and I like he just Fitz. lost on his home field to Southern Illinois. <laughs> that's a, I can't. Hey, that's a, that's a terrible loss. Uh, I cannot defend it at all. One, I won't. One, I won't defend it. Nebraska's one hundred twenty eighth nationally. Uh, in total defense, 116th in yards per play. So they're giving up 6.33 yards per play. You know, it's, it's there's there's meltdown. no fight, Sip. There's yeah. not a fight. There's not there's not a will. Not a to lot. Win. There's, no, there's no, not. And here's the thing. Before we get to we got calls waiting. Chris were. and Tim, hang on a second. We'll get to you in a second. This this is what I want to say about Nebraska. The last two years is that this when when you have so many close games yeah okay where you're in yeah. all these games yeah there's two ways it can go okay yeah. there's there's one you get over the hump yeah and you start winning that or number two the dam breaks yeah and the dam it. is broken the yeah. dam was leaking there was holes popping up and now yeah. the dam is busted yeah and that's the way it went yeah so yeah. in terms of going forward indiana's not coming in here scared indiana's three and oh they no, don't look they, they don't look good no. it's, a, it's an ugly three and oh but hey three and oh is three and oh and they throw it around and right. Nebraska's now, Jake. I'm, I'm here's the news. I've switched on Nebraska's trouble spot. It's the secondary. Their secondary is their biggest trouble spot. Now they all got they got every unit. Every unit's a trouble spot, but the the biggest trouble spot's the secondary. And that net, I never, I did not see that coming. Obviously, and Indiana throws it. I mean, they'll throw it fifty times. Yep. Now, uh, there was one other point we should have made. Oh, yeah, the close game things. Yeah. Barry Trammell, who we had on our show, 31 years at the Daily Oklahoman, 31 years at the Daily Oklahoman, said before the game, talked to him in the press box, this is going to be close. Dean Blevins, Dean Blevins, the sports director at a station, in in a TV station in Oklahoma City, he's been covering Oklahoma for 40 years, former quarterback at Oklahoma. Talked to me before the game. Thought Nebraska was going to win. You picked Nebraska. I thought. I th- well, yeah. I, I mean, I you did. picked Nebraska. I picked Nebraska. I, I picked. I mean, Jake, picked I'm not. Game. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not casting aspersions your way. I picked 38-31 yeah. Oklahoma. A lot of the media thought it would be a close game. What the hell were we thinking? Well, delusion. We're delusional. Well, Oklahoma people thought the same thing though. Yeah. It wasn't just us. But, but that, that, there can be excused a little bit because they didn't see the Georgia Southern yeah, train. That's wreck. true. But they, you know, we were delusional. True. We thought one man, Mickey Joseph, could wave a magic wand, sprinkle some pixie mm-hmm. dust at Memorial Stadium, and the defense would start playing. I thought it. Yeah. I'm, well, not, I'm guilty. Listen, I'm I, guilty. I tried to be optimistic. I tried to take off my I'm, pessimism. I'm and guilty. guess what? Now it's all the way back. Not everybody's guilty, but there's a lot of people that are, and including me. Yeah. I thought 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. First part of the game, first five minutes, I thought, here we go. This is going to be close. Idiot. Well, yeah, well, it was a good start. Yeah. Idiot. I'm an idiot. Yep, so am I. We're both collectively idiots on this show. That's why you listen to us. Yes. We're idiots. The idiot show. We've got calls. Let's get to all. Oh, Tim dropped up. But uh, Chris, you're at, Chris at the Baldwin shop, you're up first and early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Steve. Jake, happy Monday to you guys, and hope you guys had a good weekend. It was pretty good. Chris, um, except I feel, you know, it's whenever guys lose their jobs, it's rough. But uh, It is. It is. But you know what, Steve? That that happens in everyday life, too. It sure you does. Know? It sure uh, does. So uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's just part of that business and any business where you're failing in the, where, yeah. in the regular world, too. Yeah, where you're failing. I mean, when you're, if you're not doing your job properly, part of accountability is the fact you can lose it. Well, what do you got, Chris? Yes. Steve, I've, I've seen that here with the city, too. So, well, you guys, um, I, I, it, can it be agreed? I think as a program we have hit rock bottom. I'm not doing uh, that. I'm not doing that. I, it could get worse, Chris. It could get worse. No, it, I, well, don't, I don't believe now, that. You could go one let me make, this year. Okay, guys, now I, I get you. But let me make my point here. We're, right now I, we're, we're in contention to be the worst team in the Big Ten. And you that battle best. will probably be settled in a, in two weeks here against Indiana, because what I see, and to me that Indiana game looks like maybe a, a, it might be pretty close to a toss up, but you guys after that, if we don't beat Indiana, I could see this team going one and eleven or two and ten. That's rock bottom, Chris. So not we're not even there yet. We're not even at rock bottom yet. No, no, well, no, but uh, you know, I'm, I, I guess what I, what I should have said was, was it could potentially get there because, like I said, I, this Indiana game to me is just a toss-up, and then after that, uh, who knows? I, 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 you know, I don't know of, of a game on there. Rutgers out there, they run the ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. this isn't going to get no. this isn't going to get easy. It, it could probably get uglier. And, and uh, guys, you know, we were a little taken back. I think. Well, maybe not. We knew Northwestern, North Dakota, and Georgia Southern. You know, wasn't going to be Michigan, Ohio State, or Oklahoma. But I think we kind of all got enthralled with the offensive numbers we were putting up there. And Saturday against a defense that was that had some new faces, some freshmen playing. Matter of fact, uh, 
you know, after that first drive, you know, we, I think we ended up with 327 total yards. But you guys, half of that came after the middle of the third quarter when when Oklahoma actually started substituting. Yeah, twelve um, straight empty possessions by Nebraska. Twelve straight empty possessions. Yes, and 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 Steve, you know, I I, I hate to say this, but I I think almost AJ a. Allen looked like our best player Saturday to me. Yeah, and he has a. I think he broke his collarbone, by the way. Oh, geez, yeah, that, that's great. horrible news. But, but hey, I'm I'm also going to give credit here to Brent Venables and Oklahoma Jeff Levy. Uh, this doesn't look like a team with a first year coaching staff. Uh, I watched Oklahoma and UTEP during the week this week, and I tell you, you guys. This was a completely different team Saturday. Than, than I, I don't know if they were holding a little bit back, which I think they probably were. But uh, Brent Venables, guys, that is a guy that has hummingbird energy. I, I mean, this guy must burn a thousand calories a game on the on the field. He was on that defense constantly, on him, on him, always coaching, always coaching. I mean. It, it was incredible sitting in the West stands there and w- looking at watching the o- Oklahoma sideline and watching Venables with that defense. And I noticed when the offense kind of got was taking the field and they were huddling up, Venables was still he he didn't even mess with that. He was back back with the defense and stuff. But the you know they got a lot of new players down there, young players just just like just like Nebraska. But they would seem to be well a well oiled machine, well a lot more organized than Nebraska. And, and you guys, hey, talking to Mickey Joseph, I I don't blame this on Mickey Joseph. You're not you're not gonna you're not gonna cure two to four years of bad habits in six days. There's no way. There's just no way you're gonna do it. But uh, anyway, guys, this it it. Uh, uh, Coach Shenander, feel bad for him, but you know when you're one of five teams in Division One giving up over 500 <laughs> yards a game of offense, you know this is going to happen, especially at a school like Nebraska. And uh, uh, you know, I like as uh, we've talked before, I, I I flip over to the offensive side when I was looking at statistics, and I see Iowa at the very bottom, at the very bottom. I think. I think averaging like 217 yards a game. I, how does that coordinator still have his job? But anyway, guys, hey, listen. Yeah, it was a long, long afternoon. I always stay till the bitter end up there uh, Saturday. And, and uh, you know, uh, like you said, Steve, these, these coaches in three months will probably all be gone. Um, Not all I don't know if they'll. I don't know if they'll hold over one or two to whoever gets this job, but – uh, I I would like to say also a great interview you guys last week with Barry Trammell, and I noticed in his interview there when he was talking to you guys, he gave a little a few subtle hints that you know that yes the college football landscape has changed, and probably not for the better for Nebraska. You know Oklahoma, like he made a good point. Is, is just bordering Texas and part of Texas. And they've always got their best players out of Texas. But, but for Nebraska, this Steve Jake is going to be a long road back. 
mm -hmm. long road back. So, guys, hey, great show, a lot to chew on. It's going to be interesting the rest of the year. But, uh, Steve, Jake, I'm, I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks, Chris. Jake, Oklahoma ranks sixth. They're good. Yeah. But they had they – had, remember what we talked about this. Yeah, we did. One all preseason all-Big 12 player, the punter. Yeah, punter. Punter. Kansas State had six preseason all-Big 12 players. Oklahoma is not a team with overwhelming talent, okay? They're good, for sure. Well, we just saw and, last season. I mean, Nebraska pushed. They gave right. 23 points and a loss. All right. Marvin Mims is really good. He's good, but he wasn't great last year, was he? No. Well, he was good. He had he had 32 catches last year. I'm saying against Nebraska. No. He wasn't like an so. impact maker, a game no. changer. I don't think so, no. 32 catches last year, averaged 22 yards a catch. Now, he was easily the best player on the field, sure. don't you think? Well, and, you know, Drake Stoops had some good plays, too. Yeah, Oklahoma. Drake Stoops tough. Drake yeah. Stoops is tough. tough. There's he's a lot of Oklahoma that's fans. That's the kind of guy you want, man. Drake Stoops just takes hits. He gets first downs. Right. A lot of Oklahoma fans in that stadium. They heard, heard Stoops. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, a lot they, of them got in up. here. Yeah. But, uh, but oh, I mean, again, 12 empty offensive possessions for Nebraska. That didn't help the defense. Now, that's the defense is playing miserable, miserably. But, you know, there was one possession where it was like a minute 14 that the offense had. I mean, it's, that puts your defense in a bad position. So it, they're not yeah. playing complimentary football oh, at all. It's even worse than that. All right, give it to me. Here, here's Nebraska's time of possession. Now, the first drive, touchdown, okay. but a minute 57. Okay. Okay. Sure. Next drive, four plays, minute twenty-eight. Yeah. Then six plays for two yards. It took three oh eight. Okay. Okay. Then next two are minute fourteen and minute eighteen. A combined negative seventeen yards in those drives. Okay. I mean that's that's hurting your defense. Yeah. Just putting them right back out there on a hot day. First play of the second half is a fumble. It's not you know, complimentary football. Was the ball midfield? I mean, I guarantee it was getting heated. Oh, I know it was getting heated with the coaches. I guarantee. I know it was because there's. <laughs> You know, there's there's certain coaches gonna be saying we got we got to do something, we got to slow it down. I mean, that's what my idea was. I said right. this offense has to help the defense out. You got to find a way to slow things down, but get first downs. But again, if you can't move the ball, you can't slow things down. Right. I know it was getting heated. So that, yeah, you're in a fix. Let's see what Tim it's has. Gonna to call say. from Tim who's been waiting on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline four zero two four six four five six eight five. Tim, you're on early break. Go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. I know you guys are up against this, so I'll keep it short. Hi, Brian. Um, Tim. I just, Tim. you know, it's bad to know that of all the people on the staff that they picked for a defensive coordinator to step in is the first-year guy. I mean, I know he's kind of been around, but he hasn't been named a coach until this year. And that, that says a lot about the rest of the staff, you know, and what they feel, and they feel going forward. None of them will be around. None of them are good enough to – to keep a job and step up and do their thing. So I'll hang up and let you guys talk. You guys have a good day. Yeah, well, yeah. well, Bill's been a defensive coordinator. Bill Bush is who we're talking about. Um, Tim, he's been a defensive coordinator. Now, you can't say that. I mean, Mike Dawson was a defensive coordinator in another life at New Hampshire, 2004, 2005. Travis Fisher's never been a defensive coordinator. Barrett Rude's never been a defensive coordinator. Bush, Bill Bush – I mean, was a defensive coordinator at a high level. I mean, he was a D.C. in 2000. Well, he I, I shouldn't. Well, he trained under Kyle Whittingham at Utah when Whittingham was the D.C. Then Bill was the D.C. Hey, Jake, Bill was Bill worked on the staff. He wasn't the D.C., but he worked under Aranda 
at Wisconsin, and Bush coached safeties, nickels, dimes, and the outside linebackers. He had 40-plus guys in his room, and that defense was number four in the country at the end of the year. Now, he has D.C. experience at Rutgers and Utah State. So he is – That's right. Yeah, well, Rutgers. He does. You're right. Rutgers yeah. recently. Yeah. He has he – has Tim. I don't know if it's Brian or that Tim. Tim. Okay, that was Tim. Tim. I'm sorry. Tim. He has D.C. experience at Rutgers and Utah State. Nobody else can say that on the staff. Now, and Bill has a lot of experience on the defensive side of the ball that the other guys just don't have. Like I said, worked under Whittingham, Jake, at Utah. In 2003, he worked under Urban Meyer at Utah. And that was a good – that was a team that won the conference championship that year. Yeah. And he worked under Dave Aranda at Wisconsin. And I say, I'm telling you, he had 40 guys in his room, in his meeting room. I mean, he coached a lot of that defense that was, it was number one in the country um, going into the Big Ten championship game. And it got their doors blown off by Ohio State 59 to zero. Oh, yeah. Remember that? I do. I do. But, that, Anderson. but that Wisconsin, yeah. Got, got whacked after that. Well, did he get fired after the game, right? He makes the Big Ten title and gets like fired. Well, I think it was sort of complicated. But I, know, I know, I'm aware of that. But still, he made the Big Ten championship. No, but so, Tim, he has the experience. Bill has the experience. And he's his def- his resume as a defensive coach is strong. Now, the the thing you don't want to see is you got to make sure the special teams is taken care of. And I now, Bill's going to have to concentrate on defense. So, Mickey will address Mickey Joseph – the interim head coach, will address all this on Tuesday. There'll be a lot of questions. And the, the, what, what, one of your first questions be, okay, what are we doing with the special teams here, Mick? Sure. Right? <laughs> you have a lot of first questions if you want to with this team. I mean, I don't know where you start right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> honestly, I mean, it was, yeah. yeah. Mickey, after the game, it was interesting. He, he said, this is on me. It's not on the assistants. And it's not on the players. Now, he did leave open the possibility that after watching film, he might make a change or Which two. Which he did. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think there's some guys on that staff that thought maybe they would – other guys on the staff that might, thought they might get whacked. Well, there, there's more Sundays to come here. That's true. We've got two, two Sundays in a row with firings. I, I don't think you have a third in the bye week, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. I don't. I no. I I don't. It's, it's a clown show right now. Well, I don't know that I characterize it as that, Jake. I mean, Nebraska is staring down the barrel of one and eleven right now. They, yeah, seri- they seriously are. That's not a joke. That's not me over. They are staring down the barrel of one and eleven this year. But if things don't turn. But couldn't you say that we might be critical if Chenander was still the defensive yes. coordinator today? Yeah. So yeah. in that regard, it's not a clown show. Well, I mean, the whole thing's still a clown show. They had to do what they had to do. But you fired your head coach and your DC. Things that had to happen. It's a clown show, even though the right things were done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the best. Yeah. One last call from Brian. <laughs> Brian, you're an early break. Go ahead. All right. Hey guys, good show today. Thank you. Um, two observations, and I couldn't help but thinking of what Albert said last week after the Frost firing, and I'm paraphrasing here a little bit. Okay. But Basically, he was saying, hey, to get this thing on track, uh, we got to get back to just sheer basics, winning the line of scrimmage, playing tough football. And he emphasized things first, and obviously, you know, Trev being a defensive lineman, that, I mean, it makes sense, but it makes sense in the broader context. 
if you look at that front seven on defense, not to magic, not to even mention the tackling problems in the secondary. I saw that first game, particularly the second half. I got really worried because we were getting shoved around big time uh, against Northwestern, and then it's just progressed throughout the year. I think on the next coaching search, you know, my guess is Albert's one of the first things he's going to say or ask, I should say, is. What is your vision of winning in the Big Ten? And if if not the first thing or one of the first things that doesn't come out of the coach's mouth is we've got to get bigger, faster, stronger, and more athletic up front on both sides of the ball, they're going to be out of the running. And I know that's a very elementary question, but, man, when you're this bad on defense, uh, that just permeates the whole team, and there's a softness that develops and a kind of a losing feeling. So, you know, that's got to be critical because we have never figured that out, particularly since uh, joining the Big Ten. We've always been light, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I and then I the agree. second thing I would say is, and this is observation, this is more to sip because I think we're pretty close in age. I sip might be a couple years older than me. But you look at the big picture and you step back and both of us have a few years under our belt. You go back to watching Nebraska when we were kids in the mm-hmm. 70s and then the 80s and the rise of the program. And it's pretty remarkable how things have fallen in the last 20 years. And, you know, this is a, such a cautionary tale. And, you know, programs that may be rolling right now, hey, you're not entitled to 9, 10, 11. No. This thing can change, yeah. and it can change fast. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing's tailor made for an ESPN special <laughs> on unfortunately how a, how, how a few bad things can set in motion uh, a disaster. And so, anyway, those are my two thoughts for the day. Thanks, yeah, Brian. I agree. I um, yeah. As far as he's right, I mean, geez, like, yeah, they are not. They're not equipped well enough up front, but I'm telling you, Brian, that secondary is the biggest problem. Yeah, well, um, the, the point, the, the the problem is that you could point to every part of the defense and say that is the biggest problem. You, someone mm-hmm. could say linebacker's the biggest problem. Someone ah. could say defensive line. Yeah. Sip, they're all bad. The whole, every part of the defense is bad. Pretty much. There's nothing you can hang your head on at all. Nothing. Oh. At all. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a disastrophe right now. It's terrible. It's a disastrophe. Yeah, disaster, catastrophe, <laughs> disaster. <laughs> More next on Early Break on the Ticket. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.